This may seem like a silly question, but would you ever build a house without a set of blueprints? Probably not, right? Hopefully not. Yet, the number one mistake you're making in your music business is not clearly articulating what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it before you start. I told you my why in the last lesson. Do you think clarifying my why increased or decreased my ability to achieve my goal? Huge increase, right? Once I knew what I was working toward, I was able to plot out the shortest path to get there. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Brie Noble. Brie is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Brie's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Brie is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, this is Brie Noble. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And we are in the middle of a three-part series that I call the Fantastic Foundation. Fantastic. I think you'll get that along the way. But um, if you missed the first episode, episode number 48, please go back and listen to that first. It sets the scene for where we're at right now in our second episode of the Fantastic Foundation. So back to the blueprint for your music business. I've got a quiz about the biggest music career killers going on right now on the website. And of the people that have taken it, oh my goodness, like overwhelmingly, the biggest problem that people have, the biggest career killer that they have is lack of focus, not knowing where they are going or why they're going there, just a feeling of overwhelm and confusion. So that is why it's so important that we talk about this foundation that you need in your music business. And the cool thing about knowing what you want to achieve and having a goal is once you've got that down on paper and are committed to it, you can create a plan based upon that by just reverse engineering. And that can become your blueprint for your music business. And I know this because I was in the same boat. Back when I first started, oh, I had no idea where to start. I had no plan, I had no trajectory until I finally figured out how to focus on what I wanted and reverse engineer. If you feel like I did, don't worry. We're gonna work together to create a plan to fix that. In lesson number one, I gave you two action items. Number one, write down your number one goal. And number two, clearly articulate your why. If you didn't do that, if you didn't write down your what and why, then go ahead and take five minutes and do that right now, put this on pause. Okay, now how to reach your goal. Now that you're super clear on what you want, the next step is to talk about how to get you there. One of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten on making big life-changing goals is, don't worry, it's okay to make a mistake, just don't make a crippling mistake. There are certain mistakes that I call crippling mistakes because they hold you back so extremely. They hold you back in all areas. And if you can just avoid these crippling mistakes, then you can move forward so quickly. It's okay if you make little mistakes along the way, but there are some big ones that you need to avoid and I'm gonna discuss that in a second. The first thing I want you to know is that the reason you haven't achieved your number one goal yet is because it is super hard. 
If it weren't super hard, everyone would be doing it and you would have already done it. It's gonna take time, sweat, tears, and a lot of mistakes. Mistakes are great. They tell you exactly what not to do next time. But there are some big mistakes that can cripple the whole process, tearing down your progress like the domino effect. The first crippling mistake I mentioned in our first lesson, that's not clearly articulating your why. Now I'm gonna go through four more crippling mistakes that I've made along the way and how you can avoid them. Thankfully, I recognized these mistakes in time before all the dominoes fell and I completely gave up on my music career. That's what I want for you. If you are in any of these mistakes, it's okay. We will fix it and we will get you back on track. Mistake number one, asking other people what they think about your desire for a music career. Here's how it typically goes. You're feeling alone and isolated in your pursuit of a music career. You share your desires and dreams with family members or your BFF. You ask them, well, what do you think? They respond half-heartedly or worse, they say it's ridiculous or a pipe dream and you feel dejected. Then you lose motivation, your dream dies, and it takes you months or even years to recover. I can't tell you how many of my students have been discouraged by friends and family, so they sweep their dreams under the rug, only to wake up at 50 and wonder why they feel so empty. It's because they've tried to ignore an important part of themselves, their passion, talents, their important contribution to the world. Stop asking people what they think. What they think doesn't matter. The only question that matters is, is there an audience for your music? Are there people that want to buy your music and support your projects? Instead of asking your friends what they think, do this instead. Ask them to give to your next crowdfunding campaign. Ask them to share your music with their friends on social media. Ask them to attend a concert or to buy your CD. Every friend who gives you a vote of confidence with their wallet will boost your motivation, increase your resolve, and get you one step closer to living your dream. Crippling mistake number two, using the right strategies, but in the wrong order. One of the hardest parts when you're just getting started in your music career is knowing what to do and when to do it. It's typical to read a blog post, listen to a podcast like this one, or watch a free class, and then get really excited about the strategies that they're talking about and try to go do them right away. It's great to have that enthusiasm, but it can cripple you. If you want to grow your audience, there's a specific order in which you need to do things. If you try to do advanced strategies when you first start out, you'll get bogged down in all the minutiae and complications of that strategy, and you'll get frustrated and you won't get anywhere. Let me give you an example. Facebook ads. Facebook ads are awesome. I use them in my business. They're a great way to grow your audience and to grow your email list. But you shouldn't use Facebook ads when you're just getting started. If you do, the chances of success are very low and the chances of you losing a lot of money are very high. Setting up Facebook ads, managing them, scaling them is super hard and it's time consuming. It isn't a strategy you should use when you're first starting out. In fact, my students have asked me how to do Facebook ads and I've told them that they weren't ready. That's why in the next lesson, I'm gonna share with you a framework that shows you exactly the order in which you should be doing things. You don't need to do Facebook ads when you're first starting out. You don't need to be advertising when you don't yet have a website. 
You shouldn't be trying to get people on your email list when you don't yet have anything to offer them for free to draw them in. If you use the right strategies in the right order, the speed at which you grow your audience will be exponentially increased. Mistake number three, trying to do everything yourself. I know from experience, reading blog posts, listening to podcasts, reverse engineering what other people are doing, that is very time consuming and it will only take you so far. You need more. You need accountability and direction from somebody who's been where you want to go. When I finally got serious about my music career, I was involved with a group of ladies that I talked with every single day who gave me encouragement, helped me when I got stuck, and kept me on task. Many of them were further along in their career than I was, and so their advice was extremely timely for me. Who's helping you? Who's holding you accountable? If your answer is no one, then stop and go get someone right now. That's why I encourage you to find another musician friend to go through these lessons with. Before I found that group of ladies, I spent 10 years trying to figure it all out on my own. Think of how much time and frustration I could have saved myself. And I see the same thing with my students. I watch them encouraging each other, pushing each other, and teaching each other every single day. So go get involved in a mastermind. If you're looking for one, I've got some info on that in the next lesson. And what about hiring a coach? I played really small for several years in my business until I finally hired my first coach. And boy, was it a leap of faith for me. I wondered if it made sense for me to spend money on a coach when I wasn't making much money at that point. Boy, did I discover it was well worth it. Once I hired my first coach, I doubled my income in my first month. And every time I've scaled up my coaching experience, I've scaled up my income. So I encourage you to hire a coach, get a mentor. It's vital for you reaching your goal. On to mistake number four, not setting an easily tracked number one goal. Most of us aren't very good at setting goals. We set vague and unmeasurable goals like, I want to make enough money to quit my job, or I want to finance my next album. The problem with goals like that is you have no idea if you achieve them or not. And so you're just constantly driven to achieve more and more and more because you don't ever know when you get to the end and you've actually achieved the goal. Let's cure your crappy goal setting problem right now. If you're listening to this on the podcast page at femusician.com, I want you to scroll down and click on the button that says smart goals checklist and grab that checklist so you can go through it and make sure the goal that you are setting is actually a goal that will have an ending, will have you feel like you've achieved something, is a smart goal, something that you can really measure. So if you're listening to this on iTunes or anywhere else, just go to femusician.com slash 049, and that will bring you to this episode. And on that page, you can hit that button and grab the free checklist. Once you've created that number one goal that is a smart, measurable goal, I want that number one goal you came up with to be the homing beacon for everything you do. Every time you see it, every time you sit down, every time you get up, every time you go to the bathroom, every time you open up Twitter or Facebook, that goal is gonna be staring you in the face. You're gonna have to answer this question when you do anything. Is what I'm about to do the quickest way to get to my number one goal? Is it the most effective and efficient way to get to my number one goal? 
If not, then stop doing it. If so, then keep doing it and do more of it. Okay, let's review the five crippling mistakes you have to avoid if you're gonna grow your music business. Mistake number one, not clearly articulating your why. Mistake number two, asking other people what they think about your dreams. Mistake number three, using the right strategies but in the wrong order. Mistake number four, trying to do everything yourself. And mistake number five, not setting an easily trackable number one goal. Avoid these crippling mistakes and do this instead. Most people believe they have to get lucky or they have to attract an industry decision maker in order to have a successful career that brings in a steady income from music. Instead, I've discovered that building a platform to attract and engage an email list of fans who love your music and are eager to support your next project is far more important. A solid fan base gives you the ability to get booking referrals instead of you constantly having to make cold calls. A fan base allows you to launch a crowdfunding campaign to a group of people who will support your next project. Having an email list of fans gives you the ability to generate income by simply sending an email. In our final class, I'm going to show you the steps from building your platform to attracting new fans to engaging your fans to finally monetizing those fans. It's called the Indie Music Profit Plan and I'll explain it all in my next class in a few days. For now, your action item is to download the Smart Goal Checklist that's on the podcast page, use it to determine a smart number one goal that can be easily measured, and then view everything that you do over the next few days through the lens of that number one goal. And I'd love to hear your feedback on any of the things that I discussed today. If you've experienced these crippling mistakes, if you've made a comeback from any of these, if you have any questions about them, just email me at Bree, B-R-E-E, at femusician.com. That's Bree at femmusician.com. I read all of them personally, and I try to respond as soon as possible to as many as possible. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Bree Noble and music by Stella Ronson.